Happy holidays. Okay. Don't think Jocelyn, what are you talking about? It's still warm outside. I know, but guess what? We want to get you uber prepared for this holiday season because what we want is that you can get consistent sales, right? Have steady growth and keep growing your business beyond always having to offer a discount during the holiday season to drive sales. So if you want to get prepared while it's still warm outside, you can jump in and grab 101 content ideas beyond the holiday discount. And it is a bundle of content prompts, tools, hashtags, and templates. And it includes a three-month calendar with things to say every single day from October to December. It is so helpful. So go out, enjoy the sunshine, and feel uber prepared for the holiday season when you grab yours now. Just head to holidaycontentideas.com. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlosita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder, she has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Lori, welcome to the Product Boss Podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Yay! We're so excited to have you. Our, <laughs> our audience knows about you. We've done episodes on us becoming investors into Light Pink, which we are going to talk about today. Um, you are just an incredible podcaster, course creator, author, all the things I know you all heard as I just introduced her. But thank you again for being on the podcast. Like, this is a dream come true. So... <laughs> This it's a dream. We, come, it's a dream come true for us too. Yeah. <laughs> We're so excited. I woke up this morning, put on a light pink blazer and here I am because I knew this was Lori Harder's podcast day. So mm. super excited. I All right, it. Lori, um, tell our audience a little bit just, you know, about you as a, you know, as a human, sort of like your journey to where mm. you are today. And then you are, you are now a product boss. So welcome <laughs> to our community. Um, and so that they could just get to know you a little bit better. Oh man. Um, well, I'm so excited to be a product boss. That's very exciting um, to be switched into the product world. So this is so cool to be on this podcast. Let's see. I All of my life has been spent creating solutions to my own problems and then sharing them with people, realizing that they probably have similar problems than me. Um, so that is where a lot of the work that I have done prior to Light Pink came from. It was really um, helping women break through old beliefs that hold them back or keep them in a life that they don't love. Um, and also keeps them isolated. I led a little bit more of an isolating life. I came from a more restrictive, uh, religion where I couldn't associate with people outside of my religion. And on top of that, I was from a very small town and then I was homeschooled, uh, through high school. So I didn't really have like, a you know, a big circle of influence or a, a network to say the least or anything like that. So when I was 18 and kind of realized that that wasn't going to be my path forward anymore in, in that uh, religion, I, I branched out and was totally in a sea of new people like that I had never been able to even hang out with before. Um, and I found myself like really struggling to make friends and to make 
friends of quality of, you know, I, I wanted to move forward in my life, whatever that, whatever that looked like. Cause at the time I was hanging out with people who weren't a great influence. Um, a lot of just over drinking. A lot of my friends were into drugs. They didn't really have a focus on career or anything like that. It was really just like the, the party lane. And I knew that there was something on my heart ever since I was a little girl. I have no idea what it was, but it just felt bigger. Like I just knew I was meant to do something bigger. And I have a feeling that I'm talking to a whole lot of people who understand exactly what I'm talking about. Um, maybe it's a thing that keeps you up at night, or maybe it's that thing that wakes you up at night or at one or two in the morning. And you're like, God, I just feel like I'm meant to do something bigger or there's meant to be more. And, you know, that's the feeling that I started to follow. And I started to put myself in different masterminds and different networking groups. Um, I really started to learn that if you wanted to do something big, you were not going to be able to do it alone. Like you could get to places, but you would reach the ceiling. And it wasn't just a ceiling of what you could do. It was very much like just isolation and an energetic ceiling. Like you just, it's like, you can't move forward past a certain place without the help of other people. Um, we really just don't have the skill sets that we need on our own as well. And so my work really led me to a place where I realized this for myself that I need to create a network. I need to learn how to make friends. I need to find how to fill these gaps in my skill set and find the people that I need. And so I went on a journey doing that for myself and realized that as women, majority of us, and I know this is kind of a blanket statement, but I'm just going to say it because I believe it's partially true, um, that we really, really struggle with this. I watched my husband be good at networking and good at asking for help and really good at using his guy friends and good at asking questions and and going to dinners and getting really intentional with making sure that he was plugged into these communities and using each other and getting deal flow back and forth and all of these things that come with making sure you're networking and, and use, utilizing your network. And I looked around at my friend groups and I really noticed all of my girlfriends were kind of struggling alone and we weren't really using each other and we weren't really asking for help. And we were kind of hitting these ceilings um, monetarily and in our income and we didn't necessarily have access to the conversations around investing and selling companies and partnering and you know finding co-founders and that wasn't big conversations in my groups it was really like what course do i launch again how do i get more money through the door what do i do do i need to book another event for myself do i go on a you know it was very um isolating and solo things and that's when i realized that um, we are so much better together. How do I wake these women up to like really use each other? And I realize that it's actual skills that you have to learn. It's actual questions that you need to learn how to ask. It's, it's um, you know, these tangible tools that I wanted to teach and get women in the rooms with the, the right curated rooms of people so we can really use each other. And that is um, that was the basis for my events that I did for years. That was the basis for a lot of the e-courses I did. And that was the basis for the book that I wrote. And now it still is the basis for um, the product that I've created in light pink, which is the non-alcoholic uh, rosé and rosé spritz. And it has three questions on the back of the can for meant for deeper connections and bigger opportunities. And light pink really is uh, going to change the way that we network. And it is the centerpiece where ambitious women connect. I love it. When we 
uh, like Jacqueline had mentioned, we are investors in Light Pink. It was so exciting when we went to the dinner, the investors dinner. And one of the questions that you had us answer at the very beginning was, why did you invite or why did why did you invest in Light Pink? And it was so great because we got to see how people were wired. And I think that that was so helpful. I think that women now are starting to have conversations where we understand we're all wired differently, you know, and that we can kind of step into our superpowers and help each other. You know, a lot of times, especially in the corporate setting, we're we are taught to kind of go against each other, right? Instead of, um, you know, like what you said, filling in the gaps of skill sets. So what... What would you say are your best skill sets that you've learned um, throughout life? Oh my goodness. Um, Definitely attracting people into a vision and selling a vision. And that has been so powerful. And I think that that can be learned for sure. It was definitely something that I, I had a bit of. I get very excited and enthusiastic over ideas. But I have honed in on that skill through the years. I have a network marketing background. And I found that the biggest piece of that was not about learning. I, a lot of my you know, people who were in my company were taking hours a day to learn about the products and the science and the ingredients. And I was just like, I, I'm not really interested. Like I know it's... I know it's healthy. I know it's natural. And I didn't spend any time doing that. Like I got the info that I needed and I spent all of my time listening to what people wanted and learning how to make my vision match what they needed. And, you know, you can't always make your vision match what someone needs, but if, if it's pretty aligned, you can pretty much paint that picture around what they need. And And that has been a massive, I think if you are trying to raise money, I think if you are creating a product and you are telling a story, that's going to be one of your biggest strengths is learning how to enroll people into a vision. Um, And that's definitely been one of my biggest strengths is rallying people around an idea. So good. And, you know, and we can flip it and say you're good at sales technically, right? You're good at selling an idea, but so many people push back against, against sales. They push back against sounding salesy, but by you enrolling them into a vision and saying, you know, this is how it's going to benefit you in your life. You are selling, but you're making it about the customer, right? Mm -hmm. You take yourself out of it. It's not the ego. It's about the customer and how it's going to improve their life. So it makes so much sense in your success because you can, I think you're probably very intuitive and Mm -hmm. probably empathic and you could feel what people need. And then you've been able to create it in courses and books and now this product. So light pink, we are honored to be investors. We think it's Mm -hmm. such an incredible product. You know, it's a sparkling rosé wine seltzer and you have a non-alcoholic version, which is incredible. So I know you listen to the podcast, you know, how I built this and people love to hear kind of the story. So maybe we can talk a little bit about creating this product because it's launching in 2022. Mm-hmm. But you came up with the idea back in 2019. Mm-hmm. So let's get into that journey. So, you know, it was kind of this place where I was in my career where I had just kind of finished up um, book tours. I was I was feeling one of my live events that I had done for nine years. I felt like it was kind of coming to a, a conclusion. I knew that there was something that I wanted to help women shift more into business, maybe starting a company. Um, cause this was kind of what was feeling, what, what was like bubbling up inside of me. I was, I was starting to get really interested in products because I, I'm a consumer, like we all are consumers, but I am like really a consumer in certain areas. I even find myself like 
going to stores just to analyze what's on the shelves and read labels and look at marketing and branding. Like I love that. I love when I have a little extra time at a store to just kind of like really absorb and learn. And so at this time, like I said, I was kind of wrapping up some different things in my career that I was feeling winding down. And it was actually a really scary place to be, if I'm being honest, because I didn't quite know that this was bubbling up, something was bubbling, but I wasn't, I didn't have a name, right? I didn't have a product. I didn't have an idea, but I was on the wind down, which felt scary because I was like, I don't think I want to write another book. I'm not feeling excited about another event. I literally don't know what to do next. Like I had spent the last 10 years doing what I had just always done. And I knew how to make something successful. And that took a lot of years, by the way, to figure that out. And I think because I wasn't feeling challenged anymore, there was this looming like, ah, crap. Like right when I'm getting comfortable, I'm not feeling challenged, which also meant I wasn't excited. So I don't know if you guys have been to this place where like you're waking up in the morning and you're like kind of sleeping in a little longer and you're hitting your snooze button like three or four times. And I was just getting really tired at like 2, 3 p.m., And I didn't know what it was. And even though I think internally, I was like, oh crap, I think this means like I need to go seek out the next challenge, right? The next chapter's there, but I didn't want to because that also feels really freaking scary to go be a beginner again after all these years. So that was the place where Light Pink had started to be born as I had started to ask the question, okay, if it's not a book, it's not another event, if I'm not going to do more courses, like what is it? So if I had all the time, all the money and all the network in the world, what would I be doing? And I started asking myself this question. I, I'm an avid walker. I walk every day, once to twice a day, three to six miles a day, every single day of my life. And I literally believe we solve all the world's problems on our walks with the right questions. So I started asking this question and a lot of things came up, right? Like a lot of, I, I Chris and I play something called stupid idea time where we literally just Like stupid idea time lets you say the stupidest, wildest, craziest stuff without even worrying about it. So a couple of things came on. I'm like, well, I want to start a restaurant, right? I love champagne. Maybe I'll have it be a restaurant that is like networking because I always have loved that piece. And I'm like, I'll call it brunch and it'll have champagne. It'll have speakers. It'll just be open on Sundays. Women can dress like the Kentucky Derby and they'll buy tickets to it, right? Like these were like ideas that were flying through my head. And I was that, then I'd sit with them and I'd play with it for a while and I'd be like, yeah, but what does my day-to-day look like? So that was my next question. What would my day-to-day look like? And what do I want my day-to-day to look like? And in those answers, it was, I want something, a product or something that allows me to invite in other very um, ambitious, um, like high achieving women where this product allows us to either work together or have events together or somehow collaborate often together. Um, I've always loved masterminds. I've loved sharing of ideas. I love that feeling just like right now of like how we get on with three people and our ideas and energies, it just spirals up. And I was like, I want that in my day-to-day life. How do I get other women excited about a product? And you know, from there, I was like, I love champagne. I love wine. I love that. It's always been this connection piece historically for thousands and thousands of years. And at this time, I've always been really health conscious or always had a lot of like fitness goals. I like to stay like very disciplined. And one of the, you know, issues that I've always dealt with is whenever you go to social events, it's like a lot of cocktails or a lot of high sugar stuff or, 
you know, maybe you're dealing with a hangover because you've had two or three glasses of wine during socializing. And I was like, what if we could take our cocktails, still make them taste amazing, but have something that's lighter or a non-alcoholic option that actually tastes like the alcoholic option. And so it was all of these ideas all at once. It was like a million different questions swirling. And I was like, what if I actually, um, I actually found myself in a restaurant with my husband where I was ordering a lighter cocktail and I ordered like a, like a vodka seltzer and I was drinking. I'm like, this is disgusting. Like, do we actually like this? Why are we even like, why? I didn't want to waste my calories on this. I like that you say that because I'm always, I don't like them. And I was like, well, people must have different taste buds than I do. So (laughs) that's exactly the boat I was in. I wanted to yell to the restaurant, like, do we all like this or does this taste as nasty as I think it tastes? Like, so I thought, why can't I make something that's really light like this that actually tastes good? They can do everything. We put men on the moon. Like, why can't we create a a cocktail that women love? And so I was like, you know what? This feels really good. Like it felt really right. And it also felt this, this other missing piece as I started you know, simmering on this idea. I was walking through my house one day and you guys probably do the same thing. Like once you get a question in your head, you just keep questioning all day long while you have an idea. And all of a sudden I was walking down the hallway in my house and it hit me like a lightning bolt. Like I actually dropped to my knees and started crying. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be all women investors. And at the time I'd already been rejected by a few men um, investors who just did not get it. Like they didn't understand why we would need a lighter cocktail. They didn't understand why, um, we wanted to change the way that women connect. They didn't understand that we wanted something that looked way prettier. Um, you know, had uh, like way more beautiful exterior packaging. They didn't understand like any of it. So it was these two moments coming together of why am I talking to men? This is not for them. I need to cut out the middleman, the retailer, the guys, everything, God love them. I love men more than like I can possibly tell you, but they're not for this particular idea. And that's when I was like, I got to cut everything out and we have to go straight to the women. We need to go straight to their doorstep. They need to fund this. We need to talk to them. We need to go straight to their inbox. We need to talk to them on social media. We need to create a community. We need to be speaking directly to them. And that's where the idea for light pink, female funded, um, female centric lighter cocktail that's really used as the centerpiece of, of networking and where ambitious women connect came from. Hey product boss. Okay. This is for you. The other day we got a message from Lolly asking us if we had a referral for a great inventory management software to help track raw goods and on-hand products that were ready to sell. And you know what we told Lolly? We sure do. Not only do we have a resource for inventory management software, but we have over 308 other business tools and resources that will help you effectively run your product-based business. Now, this ranges from packaging and printing supplies, affiliate management, website and email software, legal resources, video and photo tools, and so much more. You will have everything you need to grow your dream product business today and at no cost to you. Yep, this is totally free and you can download the Product Boss Ultimate Resource Guide right now by heading to theproductboss.com slash resource guide. Again, that's theproductboss.com slash resource guide. Now back to the show. And then as you started developing the product, because I love that you said that you were starting to feel in a way that you needed to be challenged. Mm. And I bet it's been challenging. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have been waking up. I'm not kidding you. But I'm like, 
I'm like, I, I just don't know. Like, I, I don't think I would have started it if I would have known. And I think that's a gift. So yeah. I don't think it's a gift. I know it's a gift mm-hmm. um, because our souls know what we need. In fact, my soul for sure called this in. And I know people listening, your soul is calling something really big in that you are not meant to sit and think about it in every detail. Like I have absolutely called in all of this expansion for my lifetime and for the evolution of me. And I am like eternally grateful that I said yes, because if we would know all of the problems that come up, we would definitely say no. But then we also don't get that growth. Like there are sides of me that I did not even know existed that have come out through this company. Um, But yes, this is the most challenged I have ever been. And it's a thousand times, a million times harder than I predicted. I mean, you're falling on ears that understand you, my friend. <laughs> like yeah. you could go on service-based ones and they'd be like, oh, okay. But these, everyone here is like, yes, like I need, yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, and it's been a struggle because you, you did this during a global pandemic. There's supply shortages. There's just all the issues that come up. You know, we have students that have things stuck on freight ships yes. or they can't get candle wicks or Mina can't get the glue for some of her labels. There's just a lot happening. Um, so, you know, one thing that I think you've done so well, cause because yes, the light pink launch has been delayed, which is totally fine. And but you've used this time, this mm. this pre-runway time before you actually have a physical product to grow your business. Like ultimately, yes, the revenue is not there yet, but the business is there. The customers are there and they're waiting. So I'd love our our listeners to hear a little bit about how you, and I know you had an audience before, but you've also used other people's audiences. Like you've reached out to your friends, to your community, to also spread the word of light pink, because I think this is a really good, it's inspiration. And it's something everyone can listen to because most people are looking for more eyes on their product. They're Mm -hmm. looking for more customers. And a lot of people listening don't have money to run ads. So they have to do this organically. So let's talk a little bit about that. Oh my goodness. So, I mean, the only thing that you can go to when you're delayed over and over again is how can I use this opportunity and how can I turn this into a good thing? And, you know, the the thing from creating courses that I learned is that, you know, we, cause we work with a bunch of entrepreneurial groups. My husband and I also do masterminds for like entry level entrepreneurs together. And the one thing that we always say is that before you even have a product, you could be growing an audience over the topic that you know that you're eventually, even if you don't know what the program is going to be about, but you have a general idea, you can be growing an audience, even if it's about a topic that you pick that is off topic um, from the thing that you'll be launching, you can still get the eyes there because that's the most important, right? I really think the worst thing that we can do now is launch a product without any buzz or any eyes or any um, community. If you don't have people there, then it's obviously going to be a flop, right? So so I was like, okay, more time equals what can we do to get to add value to people now and get them interested and into our list and how can we keep them nurtured? So that's been our focus is what is like it has just taken us to the next level of what is light pink outside of the product. Like and that really is what creates an obsession worthy product, right? It's like They just want to be a part of it, even if it's in their hand or not. Like I look at, you know, I was just visiting um, LA a little bit ago and I went into the Glossier store just to like get in the vibes of what the hell is like, what do people love about this? And I didn't even buy the product, but I just walked around and got the vibe. 
like I got the bug just from walking around the store and like looking around at what this was about. And so I think that if you have delays and if you're about to launch a product, or even if you have a product, I think it's always like, what is the value that we are, what exactly are we selling? Right. And, and I know with light pink, we are selling community and we are selling networking. So we are really leaning hard into, well, we don't need a product to do those things at all, right? Like that's going to be a huge bonus when we actually have these freaking cans in our hands and we can drink them and use them. But why can't we use our core values and all of these different things that Light Pink is about and use those right now to create this community? Um, you know, especially I just told you guys, we got news of, of just a little bit longer delay yesterday, which is like a total gut punch. But then when you settle into it, I'm like, okay, great. Well, guess what we're going to do? We're going to start mentor calls with our investors for our community. So, um, you know, there's just other things that it's like, great. Well, we're going to add even more value. We're going to try to grow the list even more. We're going to get on more podcasts. So I'm really looking at it just as a longer launch period. Because when I came from the course world, like I said, we always told people like, you guys, anything you can do to get eyes onto your pages, to get eyes onto what you're doing, get that message out there so that when you do launch, you have all these people who are ready and waiting for it. So we're just priming that community using the core values and adding as much value as we can before the product comes out. Yeah. I mean, we always tell our listeners that it's more than your product. Because a candle is a candle is a candle, right? We can walk into a candle shop and there's all these candles, but, and there's enough customers in the world to buy all the candles, right. but why yours, right? What's the story around it? What's the feeling? What's the way they feel, right? Do they want to buy this, you know, a hundred dollar really expensive candle? Do they want the handmade poured one from somebody who has, you know, a local, um, I don't know, soap store and they use wax from the bees that they have in their backyard. I don't know. Yes. Those are two big ideas, right? And so it's the idea of sharing all of that, the story and bringing the people together and and know that your st- each of us have a very special story and a different mm-hmm. um, spin at what we're selling, yeah. right? So it's more than the product. And that you've yes. built, I mean, you have a huge email list. You have a huge following on Light Pink, not Lori Harder or any of your other businesses. And that's without these people tasting this amazing product, right? We've mm-hmm. had, we've been able to taste it, but you're able to get these people behind yeah. it before there's ever a product to sell to them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. I think, yes. I mean, everything around the product, I love that you're putting to the forefront, your, your values, your core values in the business and really showing people what you are, even outside of the physical good, even before they get to it. Cause it get it creates the hype right? They get more and more excited because they get more and more aligned. That's the thing with all of everybody listening to us. You're, as you move forward, even if there's delays, your messaging gets clearer. You get to practice your story. Your customer, customer becomes clearer. You get to actually know who you're selling to. And that becomes really beneficial too. Even with the delays, like um, you had said that you're delayed until let's say sometime in May, but that's, you know, right before the summertime, that might be serendipitous. And the thing that you do really well is you've created marketing moments out of all the different things that have been perhaps obstacles, you know? So I, that's one thing that we taught our, our students and our listeners during the holidays was 
if there's a hurdle that comes up, try to try to make it a marketing moment. You know, if you send out the wrong link, you know, even saying, oops, that was the wrong link sometimes is beneficial or, you know, oops, any of those. So um, can you let us know any of the other challenges maybe, or some other things, some hurdles that you've been able to experience that now looking back that you um, maybe are grateful for now in Mm -hmm. hindsight, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but um, maybe not during the time. (laughs) Um, You know, I I think this being an alcoholic beverage has been extremely challenging. And we're also doing it in a way that's still fairly new, like direct to consumer alcohol is not, it has not been around very long. And a lot of the people who have done it before has been wineries. And there is, you know, different ways to work around that. Um, There's definitely been people who have done it before, but not that many. So Mm. there's a lot of um, challenges. There is red tape. There's so much paperwork. There's a lot of no's. Um, there's only certain companies that you can work with. There's only certain co-packers you can work with. Um, right. When you think that you find warehousing, you need to make sure that they have certain licensing. Um, and we've even been told, yes, they have it. And we've almost secured deals that all of a sudden, when you go to get the paperwork, they don't have it. So now you're three months delayed because you thought this whole time you were secure with this one particular warehouse or whatever that looks like. So, you know, and these are all things that we don't know what questions to even ask because we are, we don't necessarily have people helping us in this department. And as many people have, we we have asked to help us, things have either changed since they've started or things are a little bit different because of the person that they've gone through. And they've been able to like work something with a particular warehouse or co-packer. Like it is, it's the most interesting dynamic kind of gray space that I have ever played in. It's not a black and white space right now because things are um, changing with the laws and they are allowing certain things for wine at a certain percentage that they wouldn't normally allow with certain alcohol Um, so these are all different laws that you're figuring out dancing in, you know, these people are accepting this law. These people aren't necessarily observing this law. It's just very interesting. It's very, very gray. Um, so these are, these are lessons that I think, um, it, it's like, I wouldn't even know how to go back and do them differently. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, but these have just been the major challenges is thinking, I can't tell you how many times I thought we had like a a clear path and a co-packer and a warehouse and they haven't, they've all fallen through. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's it in a nutshell, you know, production, I come from a fashion design background, making fashion lines. And I always tell people there's like at least 10 people with their hands on one product on one dress, let's call it. And so many things can go wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. And now we always say fabric is the weakest link because something's wrong with your fabric. You don't have a product to make. So Mm -hmm. it is so much more complicated, but as you're in fitness, it's that training because it's Mm -hmm. always going to be complicated, but you're just kind of training your, your product boss muscle to kind of go through as you do scale, you know, as this business does grow. The thing I also want to bring up, because we really lean into our community and teach them about their bestseller. So a lot of times people think that they have to make everything, all the things, meet all the needs, all the customers' needs, and they kind of end up throwing spaghetti at the wall, Mm. spending a ton of money on all these different products instead of really honing in, being known for something and known their bestseller. So I believe that you were going to start with, was it eight different flavors? Yes. (laughs) 
Okay. So yes. you're going to start with eight flavors of, of the, the, um, beverage. And then, and so let's talk about that. Like sort of, um, because you starting out, you were going to, you're like, yeah, let's meet everybody's needs. Let's have all the flavors for them. And now you're launching with two, right? Yes. And there was a few different reasons for that. And you know, you guys, I love podcasting for this reason. Anybody who is thinking that they need a wider net or to cast a wider net just with their their people in their network, people who want a bigger network, people who want access to mentors they wouldn't normally get access to. When I... So probably when I just got like some some sample products. So we we were kind of like honing in on, we think this is our final like um, flavor profile. I had a bunch of cans at my house and... I also knew that um, I was probably halfway through getting my investors. So I was at about a million dollars raised. I, wa- I, was, I wanted to raise 2 million. And I decided uh, just like with everything with my, my podcast and what I try to do in my life, I was like, I'm going to get really strategic with the guests that I have on my podcast. I was like, number one, I want to have guests who I think I would want as investors. And I also want to have guests who are founders who could help me with these questions. I'm going to like rig in my favor, right? I started asking founder questions and things that I needed for light pink. And so right at this time, I was like, gung ho. I just started listening. Jamie Kern Lima started doing podcasts, you know, and she's the founder of it cosmetics. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I just listened to a podcast with her. I put out the intention of the world. I went on a prayer walk. I literally like said this prayer to God for like an hour. Like I want to connect with Jamie. And so I was like, well, I'm going to DM her. So I messaged her and I was like, Hey, I would love to have you on the podcast. I think you're amazing. I was just listening to, you know, your podcast with Allie Webb. Um, And at the time I wasn't friends with Allie and she messaged me back. And she was like, hey, I'd love to come on your podcast. And I was like, do you want to come to the house? Like just throwing it out there because we, I was in LA and she was in LA. And um, so she ended up coming to the house. And I had the podcast. And then I was like, Lori, you better be freaking opportunistic and create this opportunity because this is like a one-time shot, right? You aligned this. Don't just have her on the podcast. Go get your freaking product. Have her try it and get get her feedback. So one of the scariest things I've ever done, I was like, hey... You know, I know that you do products. I would love your feedback on this product company that I'm launching. She took a sip of light pink. I said, what would you do if you were me? She was like, well, one thing I would tell you is to like not scatter yourself, like find your one product, like what you guys are talking about. And she was like, because I told her I was launching with eight different flavors and all of these things. And she was like, you might just want to be known for this one thing. Like you might just want to go deep on this one product. And she's like, you're going to save yourself you know, not only money, but also the energy that goes into each individual product. You can put that all into one. And that was the moment for me that it really just got my wheels turning and going, oh my God, that is, I know what it looks like to have more than one product. I know what that marketing looks like. I know what that looks like on the website. I know what that looks like when you're, you know, on your Instagram page. I know what that looks like in production. I know what that cost is going to be all of those things. So um, that was the first one that I was like, I just want to be a hero of rosé spritz and non-alcoholic rosé spritz and be like known for that and not have to constantly be, you know, coming up with new flavors to get people to purchase. But how can I make this the hero product? And so that was my first like, holy crap. Like that was so clear that I just had this person who did this amazing thing. She did. She really focused on one product. Yeah. With it. yeah. She did the, that was $1 um, billion dollars right there. That yeah. was a like $1 billion. So piece she has the cream <laughs> for her rosé uh, that covers the under eye, wasn't it? It was under eye. She was on the podcast. 
Jamie currently oh. us. Yeah. So she talked about a similar thing, but I mean, this is our love language. Literally. We take, say this to people all the time is because all the most successful businesses are so crystal clear. They're known for something, especially as a small business for you to get really, really big. You can't, you don't have the resources. You simply don't have the resources to scale everything and be everything to everybody. And then, Mm. and then also as a consumer, we've never been marketed to more than we have this very time and space, you know? So it's like, we don't even know what's coming at us. So just being really clear with, the one thing is really, really helpful. Um, Wander Beauty did the same thing. They had mm. their uh, on the go stick, I think it was called, where they were putting them out for that. And then their uh, their golden eye underbag. She was also uh, gold baggage or something like that. Yeah. And then we mm-hmm. also had Susie Weiss Fission of OPI nail polish. And mm. same thing, like they started with acrylic nails, basically this kit, and then they came out with nail lacquers, but it wasn't mm-hmm. all the things. So it's like, you're right on Lori. And I can't believe she came over to your house. Like, uh, that's but amazing. I, I, I told that story because I want people to see how it worked. Like she did not yeah. know me from Adam Yeah, and I just mm-hmm. kept DMing her. And like, when we get those gut hits, I was like, I know what this means. I know that she's going to play a pivotal role whether it was just for that advice or whether it was investing or whatever that looks like, or in the future, like being able to reach out to her for those questions. But you guys, she wasn't in my atmosphere before that. And then she gave me one of the biggest pieces of advice that I feel like I wouldn't even be able to be afloat where I am right now. If I would be going with eight products, I wouldn't have the money for it. Like I literally would not have, it costs so much to get a product out, let alone these minimal product runs for um, you know, beverages, like I'm glad I adjusted my sales quickly and now I have money to actually focus on the product at hand. So, so good. Yeah. And then I didn't know you weren't friends with Ali Webb either. Who's the founder of dry bar. I thought you were been friends forever and she's also an investor into this. So that's an incredible connection as well. So yeah, good for you. Lord. Super fast and all through my podcast, literally DMs guys, DMs. I mean, and we've landed some of the biggest people on our podcast through DM, right? Like we mm-hmm. naturally followed them. We naturally engaged with them. And then we made the ask. We we took that opportunity. I think even Jamie, like we were DMing her, like we felt, you know, so I think that's something I, that's a, like a totally other subject, but for what Lori's saying here and we're examples as well is like that you want to be authentic in your connections, but you also want to ask for that. You can ask for help. And if women are, and I believe the world of women that we're all creating together is women that you say you're doing, kicking the door down and holding it open for all of us. We always say like, you reach down and you pull her up with you, right? Mm. You reach down and you keep pulling her up because we believe there's room at the top for everyone. So we're not competition. We're about collaboration. So thank you for modeling that for us. Mm. Thank you guys. And I feel that way um, with us right away from the start. I was just like, oh my gosh, I feel like we could help each other so much. <laughs> oh yeah. It was like a first, it was a, it's like a first date and we got married. Really? Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> it's been a great marriage for me. So I'm okay, good. Same. I'm in bliss. So. <laughs> so we're so excited to see what happens um, with Light Pink, obviously, because we are investors in it, but also just for what you've done for women. Um, you've pulled together 54 female investors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know we didn't fully go into this, but we did do a whole episode on it and we'll tag it into Mm -hmm. the show notes on becoming investors, but also that there's, we have not found another company that's been fully female funded. And so the idea of that, and then us teaching it to our communities and sharing, because this is a room that we've all, a lot of us have felt shut out of. I listened to your episode with Amy Porterfield Mm. and Amy has a gigantic business 
gigantic. She says how many millions she makes. Right. And she had not, she had never invested. And I was kind of just like, wow, you could be so Mm. successful as a woman, but still not have had these other opportunities that men tend to get into when they start to make money. So I think just that impact and that ripple effect of being on everyone's podcast and kind of sharing it is just a pretty incredible thing. Mm. I I just feel so excited and so called to it. And the more that we talk about it, and I know the more that you probably have talked about it in your community, it's like all of a sudden it becomes this new opportunity, new possibility, and new goal, right? We just opened a new door for, for purpose and money. Um, and, and that's huge, right? That's how we support our vision. That's how we break family patterns. That's how we create new things in the world. That's how we solve problems. So I really think that it's going to be like not going to be, it is, it's literally going to be the thing that, um, you know, just bringing in these new conversations, just exactly how it's happening right now with us just talking about it and, and bringing it into somebody's realm is just the very beginning of, of changing the way that women do business together. Absolutely. I think that that's really, I mean, when Jacqueline and I first invested, we had no idea about the product, right? It was mostly, I will tell you, especially for me, and I think for Jacqueline too, it was about the fact that it was female funded Mm -hmm. and being like first generation American, we wanted to like, for me, I have two little Asian girl daughters living in Iowa, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like breaking that uh, narrative of that women are supposed to be doing this certain thing, especially culturally for, for me as well. And then generation, genera, generational, oh my gosh, you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I cannot spit it out, but it was really exciting. So I think that there's always with you, there's been this thread that's gone through everything, right? The fact that it's the community, every it's, it's, as you said, more than the product, this value of, of truly bringing women to the forefront, changing the narrative change. You've already done that, you know, even Mm -hmm. before you've even gotten the tangible product in hand, the physical product in hand. Um, So what are you excited for 2022 outside of even getting the product to market of just what are some things that you're excited about? Honestly, I am so excited. I'm getting really um, in touch with the vision again. I'm, I'm journaling as of January one, I'm journaling again, but what I'm doing in the journal is I do grateful for is I do manifest for the day. And then I do a a specific manifest for light pink. And what this is doing is because it got real challenging there for a while. I'm not going to lie. I was in the tactical so much that I'm kind of like, we're not in the super fun part anymore where I get to do like (laughs) the marketing and all of that fun stuff. And, you know, really be in the rooms right now with people. So we're, I'm, I'm in the hard stuff. So that means that I need to make sure I'm getting back in touch with the fun stuff and the vision and what this is actually about so that I'm not like, why the hell am I doing this? So I started journaling specifically. My third section is just for light pink and like what my vision is for that and the manifest and like writing about what that is. And so I'm getting really excited about, especially now that in some places we have some normalcy so we can do events again, like light pink actually started as wanting to be the center point where ambitious women connect. So I wanted to go to events. I wanted to speak. I wanted to teach the skill set. I wanted to watch at how inserting these three questions on the can completely transforms somebody's entire experience of another human, right? Or of that event or of that particular day. And having them not just go to something and be like, yeah, I learned a thing or two, but I met who I needed. I got what I needed. I have my next step. And that is literally the difference between reaching our dreams together is having 
you know, the, the set and these questions. And I'm very excited that now, especially with the product, like we're going to go be in the rooms, we're going to go see the women, we're going to see the dreams come to life. We're going to see the ripple that having 54 female investors does to another company. Like I already, you know, I, I told you, Chris and I do some masterminds together and we already have women who are only getting female funding where they weren't even thinking about it just because I did it. And they never even thought of that. And they're like, I'm going to shake the trees of all my women and teach them about investing. And that this is how we truly support each other because there, you know, there's the whole movement around women supporting women, except we really didn't freaking do anything. So we're like, well, I'm going to like your comment and your post and share your stuff. But True support is being there and investing when it's not easy. It's showing up when it's not easy. It's doing the podcast like you guys did about my product. It's like putting it into your marketing plan. It's me putting someone else's stuff into my marketing plan. It's going the extra mile to actually go out of the way to support somebody's stuff, like to be the salesperson for that woman. And, you know, I watch men do this and we need to start doing it because really it's, you know, a consumer is a consumer is a consumer. They're not going to um, not consume your stuff because they're consuming someone else's. We consume all of it. It's how we are. And so audience sharing and getting really passionate with aligned products and aligned women and uh, aligned messages. Um, it's just more fun. It's just so much more fun and it's easier. And you know, everything that I do moving forward with Light Pink, if I do an event, you better believe it's going to be with other people. It's going to be with you guys. It's going to be with whoever else has something that's aligned because I'm just, I'm not doing it alone anymore. It's just, it's not smart. It's not worth it. It's not how successful businesses have ever run. Um, and that's what I'm most excited about is just this constant collaboration and seeing Light Pink out in the world and what its core values are like in the works. Amazing. So good. I'm not doing it alone anymore. I love that. I think, you know, that's, we say there's room at the top of the all uh, for all of us. And we really have built this community around product-based businesses. And we've told you, you know, you're no longer alone, right? Um, before the pandemic, when everyone started mm-hmm. using, what was the line we said? Uh, you're like, together you're, not alone. Al- you're not alone. Yeah. Like before all that, we were saying you are not alone in this because we're here with you. So, and I, and I think that's it. It's like, even if you're a solopreneur, even if you're in your basement pouring candles right now or making jewelry in your, you know, watching TV and your kids are running around making a mess, know that you're, you're not alone and you shouldn't do this by yourself. Now it doesn't mean you're bringing on business partners or investors right now, but what you are doing is you're finding community mm-hmm. so that the language is the same. The conversation are the same. Like we told you before we started rolling, like you're not alone, Lori, Mm -hmm. in, you know, things taking longer right now. And, you know, service-based people don't always understand that. So thank you for sharing all of this with us and being so generous in just everything that you've done and do. Oh my goodness. I think it's, this is like something, you know, so often when I'm getting started in anything, podcasts are my very first kind of like voice and tool and mentor. So I'm so grateful that you guys did this because I actually started tuning into you guys um, probably last year because I was like, product, anything, somebody help me. <laughs> um, and this was so, so powerful. So this was such an honor and I just have fun with you guys and that's the key. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Class Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. 
Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive, and we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us. This episode is brought to you by the Shop 1 in 5 Pledge and Small Business Shopping Directory. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. So head to shop1in5.com to take the pledge. And friend, while you are there, check out and shop from hundreds of small businesses in the Small Business Shopping Directory. It's the go-to directory to discover, support, and shop small businesses all in one place. Head to shop1in5.com.